creating cultural awareness and understanding. This is Culture Click. Culture Click is written and produced by KQALFM on the campus of Winona State University. Today on Culture Click, we talked to Bonnie Craco of Simply Be Natural about healing trauma and injuries with herbs. Bonnie discusses the healing properties of herbs, what types of herbs she uses for different types of injuries, and how she came to be a clinical herbalist. I'm Bill Stoneberg with Bonnie Craco on today's Culture Click. Thanks for being on the show today, Bonnie. Well, thanks for having me. Okay, well, I was just kind of curious, uh, how did you get your start as an herbalist? You know, what got you interested in herbal medicine? I've been doing herbal medicine for almost 20 years. Oh, wow. I grew up on a farm, you know, okay. roamed the woods, roamed the fields. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew a lot of plants. You know, I had burdock. Everybody knows burdock, right? Mm-hmm. Dandelion, elderberries, the trees, oaks, birch, things like that. Right. But it wasn't until probably my mid-30s, and I've discovered that these plants have medicine. And once I discovered that, I was like a sponge. I could not get enough information. And I started reading some books, did my own plant IDing and things like that back in the woods. And I remember going back to the woods the first time. And when I went down there, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're horsetail. Sorry for trampling over you with the tractors, you know. Because we go through the woods with the tractor and wagon front things out to the third knoll, as we called it. And, yeah, it's like these plants have faces now. They have personalities. They have spirit. You know, so no more trampling over them, yeah. <laughs> you know. But, um, and from there, after probably about, oh, I don't know, five, six years, maybe four years, I don't know, just kind of studying on my own, you know, I thought, oh, I need a mentor. I need somebody to guide me mm-hmm. to make sure that what I'm comprehending is correct and I'm understanding this and studying this correct. Mm-hmm. And so I actually ventured out to the Green Mountains of Vermont. Oh, cool. And that's where I traveled back and forth for three years, doing an apprenticeship and a clinical clinical year and things like that, too. And and met another herbalist here in Minnesota, though, too, and studied with him a lot. And a couple of Native American Indians, too, that I've wow. studied with, too. So um, it's an amazing art, and it's an amazing thing to understand the plants. And mm-hmm. I remember when I left Sage Mountain the first year, you know, I, I couldn't get enough information. That's when I met the guy here in Minnesota, because... There was nobody around here that did this, okay. you know, when I was learning how to do this, besides this guy up in up in the cities. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was pretty amazing. And I've seen the plants do amazing things. Cool. To people to heal, like with trauma. Uh-huh. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like quite a journey. It is. It is quite a journey. It has been. <laughs> right, right. And probably still is, huh? <laughs> yeah, it still is. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, you did. You mentioned trauma. Um in treating trauma with herbs, herbs, uh, what kind of trauma are we talking about? Like mo- emotional or physical or both? Or? Both, okay. yeah. Because um, what comes to mind right now is um, I have, a, well, I've had more than one client with numerous horse accidents. Oh. You know, and oh my gosh, getting bucked off a horse or thrown off a horse or dragged mm-hmm. by a horse or something, you know, it's pretty traumatic. Right. And it's amazing how trauma will sit in the body. There's a term that we call fight or flight. Right. And that's when, you know, trauma hits you and your adrenaline kicks in, you know, and sometimes and then, you know, either some people can think through a situation and like, OK, stay calm in the situation and say, this is what we need to do. Other people just go crazy, right. you know, and especially with, with um, car accidents, if you've ever noticed anybody that's been in a car accident and you walk into a room and you're not walking in there quietly, you're just walking into the room and you startle them. Oh. They're still in that fight or flight. 
Okay. You know, that, that trauma has not left that body. Okay. So it's important to treat that as well. You have to treat sure. that trauma. You have to treat that trauma because whatever it was, even for a broken leg, you know, um, it's still going to be trauma in the body that has to be released. Mm-hmm. That doesn't affect people emotionally as some other more in-depth trauma does, mm-hmm. but it still does. Right. So right. you have to treat the whole ball of wax, so to speak. You have to treat those emotions, that spirit, okay. along with treating the injury. Okay. What would you, uh, like for the... The horse person, for example, what kind of herbs would you uh, use to treat them? Well, then again, it, again, it depends upon the injury. Okay. So say like for a broken bone, there's an amazing plant out there called mullen. You use the leaves of this plant and that will reset that bone. Oh. It's, it is so cool. My son, when I was studying this, he must have been like 13, 14 when I was in my training years. Mm-hmm. He fell and broke his collarbone. He's running down a hill and fell, hit his collarbone on a rock. And broke his collarbone. And my daughter calls me. She's like, Mom, you need to come home right now. You know, such and such happened. And I got home, and you could see his clavicle sticking out. So then I'm like, oh, okay, this needs to be, you know, addressed. We need to have an X-ray, find out how severe this is or whatever. And we put a mullen leaf on it. And so from our home to this was, we lived up in between here and Rochester. So we left from our place to go to Rochester, which was probably a 30-minute drive. And he was holding this mullen leaf on there. And he says, Mom, it just throbs. He says, it feels like there's a pushing, you know, like pressure on it. He said he wasn't in a lot of pain. And then he took it off to get the x-ray done. And he's like, okay, put that leaf back on here. Because he said as soon as the leaf was taken off, he says, throbbing, the pain. Because mullen is also an analgesic, which means it's a pain reliever. Oh, wow. I have set so many, or I've helped people set so many bones with that broken ribs, you know, collarbones, sternums. You know, stuff that you can't put a cast on. Yeah. But I, my husband was in a really serious car accident years ago, and he broke his sternum. Mm. And um, when we were, after we left ICU, the next day to go up to his regular room, the nurse up there is like, what do you need to do? Or what can I help you with? And I'm like, why? What are you talking about? And she says, there's a lady. She says, the talk of the hospital is there's this lady down there in the ICU unit using herbs for her husband that's just had a car accident. And she goes, I'm intrigued. And so she, um, you know, with her help, we needed the things that I needed to do. We poulticed his, or actually we did a compress of the mullen leaf on his sternum. And when he left the hospital, he wasn't using pain relievers at all. Oh, really? Yeah, he was. It, it's amazing. These things have been around for centuries. Right. right. You know, it's just that we've lost it. Mm-hmm. We've forgotten about it. Right. But I've used, that's an amazing one. It's a, it's a great plant to use for break, for broken bones. There's comfrey too, but comfrey can can knit a bone back together too quickly. You want it to let it heal on its own, so to speak. Okay. There's another herb called bone set that does just that too. Huh. Sets bones. Wow. And heals bones. And you'll even see like back to my son's injury, he, he fractured his wrist too. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, so this is another incident. <laughs> he fractured his wrist and I did a, a poultice and stuff on it for a couple of days and he, um, he fractured it on his four-wheeler. No, it wasn't, it was his dirt bike jumping stuff right and came and came down on the handlebars and so we i poulticed it up and stuff you know babied it for that week or whatever and he's like oh my hand feels great this feels good good you know and then um next week he did the same thing again (laughs) and i was like are you kidding me he walks in there i was like mom my wrist you know and so i said we need to go get this x-rayed we need to know what's going on here and so um so i wrapped it up again you know went off to the hospital again got it x-rayed and it was really cool. He put, the doctor puts the x-ray up on the screen and says, 
oh, there's a fracture really close to this fracture. He says, this is an old one. I says, that was last week. Because wow. he's never done anything right. before now. So that was really interesting to see that, how quickly wow. those herbs had mended that. You know, it, wasn't, it was probably just a hairline fracture. It wasn't a really severe one that it, that it mended it that quickly. But that was really cool to see that. That is cool. That is cool. And you mentioned a poultice. Uh, what exactly is that? A poultice is when you want to take the herbs. I put them in a coffee grinder, and I um, grind them up, powder them, so to speak. Okay. And I add just a tad bit of oil to it. Like I use olive or not olive oil, excuse me. I never use olive oil topically. Um, I use grapeseed oil or almond oil. Most okay. of the time I use grapeseed oil. And I just moisten, put enough in there just to moisten the herbs. So it's kind of like a paste where it'll stick together because you don't want it runny or anything like that. So then you open up a piece of gauze. You lay those herbs in there like just a thin layer of those herbs. Mm -hmm. You fold your gauze gauze over, close it or whatever, and set it on the injury. Okay. And this, like I did this to my daughter's back. She hurt her back. She actually hurt her sciatic nerve um, chipping ice a couple of weeks ago. yeah. Yeah. And she was in pain. She just, she knocked her back out. She has back problems here and there. And so that's what I did with her as a poultice. And so then you just tape that on that spot, mm-hmm. and you can wear it for like 24 hours. That's what I do okay. with sprains, too. I have many okay. people walk into my office with sprained ankles, sprained wrists, and things like that. And I'll poultice it. And I'll say, leave this on here for 24 hours. And after 24 hours, I look at it again to evaluate, do we need to do another 24 hours? Mm-hmm. Or can we just do our salves and our herbs? And I always do it things internally, too. No matter oh, what, really? no matter if it's a break, if it's a sprain, it's a car accident, you know, a burn, whatever. One of the burns I don't do internally. Well, I treat the trauma internally, though. Oh, sure. Because a burn is very emotional, right. too. And so I treat them with flower essences for that. Okay. But, um, but I always treat internally with all these other things, too. Okay. And so, yeah, my daughter's back was better in a couple of days. Wow. Just with the combination, you use the right combination of herbs. Okay. You know, like valerian's a good one, too. Valerian's a... Valerian? Yeah. Okay. Valerian's an analgesic, too. Okay. Antispasmodic. Huh. You know, it takes tension... You know the inflammation, things like that, out of the tissues, and okay. And then you you did mention internally treating. Also, uh, does it depend on what kind of trauma that you what you use internally, or is it kind of general? No, it, it again, it depends upon what I'm treating. Okay. If I'm treating a broken bone, for instance, I'm going to give them probably some mullein internally. Yarrow is another really amazing plant that will like for a sprain. If you treat a sprain right away, and like I said, I've had numerous people walk in my office on impact of a sprain. And if you use yarrow topically with this, like I use yarrow and comfrey, little calendula and elderberries, mm-hmm. and I'll put those into a poultice for a sprain, it won't turn black and blue. Really? Because you treated it right away. Oh, wow. And same thing with, um, I treat a lot of sports kids. Um, and I remember a couple of uh, softball and baseball injuries too, where you know they came in right away, and we did the herbs right away, and within a few days they're back on the field. Oh, wow. Now, does it have to be right away? Or like, say, if I have an old injury, but it's bothering me and I come in, is there a treatment for that as well? Yes, it is. I would treat it like it happened yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, because a lot of people, like say, especially a car accident or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, you see a lot of back injuries that still, you know, re- repercussions of that mm-hmm. or um, neck, you know, right. whiplash thing, you know, from being bounced around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And or even like this, this lady with all these horse accidents that she has as a teenager. No, I treat it like it happened yesterday. Because the body has not come out of that trauma state yet. It's holding that in the tissues. Your cells, your cells remember everything. Right. And so you have to go back inside again 
you know, and help release that. And the more you help release that, you will see people get better. Like even with back injuries, I don't do, I, I don't do a poultice or a compress, you know, on an old injury. Okay. But I will do the herbs internally. You know, okay. for whatever injury it is, like um, back injuries, I love to use valerian and black cohosh. Um, what else do I put in there? I put a little St. John's in there and sometimes too. I use St. John's work more for injuries than I do really? for depression. It's a voluntary herb. It's an herb for, tra- for trauma. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Wow. So I'm just kind of curious. I had an old injury where I broke five ribs. And ever since then, sometimes I get cramps in my rib cage. Would there be a treatment for that as well? Well, if anything, I'd give you some mullen because maybe how long ago did it happen? Oh, I would say 15 years ago, something like that. So maybe they didn't mend totally correctly back in place the way they're supposed to be. Mullen would shift that. Oh, really? Yes, that's what mullen does. It's like, for especially a cracked rib or something, or dislocated rib, uh-huh. you know, mullen will shift it back in place. One of my teachers actually has witnessed that wow. with a dislocated rib, where they, you know, tape the mullen leaf on the ribs every day, mm-hmm. and then you could actually see that after a while that it shifted back in the right place. Oh, wow. That's really cool. That's really it cool. It is. I mean, these plants have been here since God created them when he created the earth, you know, when he created this universe. What about just stress in general? If you're just kind of, you know, stressed out from work or home life, whatever is happening in your life, uh, are there good treatments for that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Stress is, it's an easy treatment and then it can be a difficult treatment too because okay. it depends upon lifestyle of an individual. Oh, sure. If it's somebody's job that they just despise, but they just go because they think they're just stuck here and they can't do anything else, you know, you have to change that. Right. You know, I mean, we have to see changes that are important in our lives. And if that's what's creating the stress, that could actually be a simple fix if you can get that person in that mindset to say, time to do something different here, you know. Right. We need to be happy. You know, it's mm-hmm. so important to be happy. And so, yes, stress is, is manageable, too. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's family stress, whatever stress it is, is it, if it's family, you know, spousal or something like that, you know, a partnership, relationship and things, talk about things. Right. You know, but yes, there's many, many herbs, you know, that you can use. I mean, chamomile is one favorite one that everybody hears about. Okay. You know, chamomile, even milky oats is great for stress, lemon balm. There's a lot of them. Then you can get into valerian again. Okay. That's a great one for anxiety. There's um, linden flower. Okay. I mean, there's just tons of things. So, oh. I was going to say, even the black cohosh I mentioned earlier, too. Okay. So, when you're talking treating internally, like, so could I like get some tea that has this stuff in it or, or or what are we talking about internally like well for stress i like to use teas okay because when you when i give somebody a tea blend they have to make that when they get home right so now they're actually taking it upon themselves okay to make their medicine right and taking it upon themselves to help heal themselves mm-hmm. which is a great step in the right direction right um, I've had people in the past that'll come in and say, well, can't you just give me a pill for something? And I'm like, you know, there is no magic pill. The magic pill is let's sit down and talk about what's going on with you. Right. You know, and let's address the things that, you know, are bothering you or address the things that are stressing you. You know, how can you change that? Or okay. do you want to change that? I mean, everything's a choice, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, but a tea is a great thing. Otherwise, I do a lot of glycerites and the glycerites like a syrup. It's a liquid. Okay. And then um, capsules. I don't, I don't do tinctures. If I do any tinctures, tinctures is an age-old thing that, you know, many, many herbalists have done for decades, centuries, centuries, centuries. Um, but I use them more to treat 
I treat emotion with that. So stress in a good, uh, with a good way would be a good way with some of that. Like if I gave somebody some valerian, I would tell them to take one drop, a single drop. But then I do a lot of essences. Essences are even more, um, the medicine is stronger, but yet is more gentler, if that makes sense at all. Really? Well, because essences are made with like maybe I would take the flower of a plant and put it into a bowl of water and let it sit there for a couple hours or so and take it out. And then I have this bowl of water. Huh. You know, where it's, that's all it was. And then I take that bowl of water, I'll bottle it, whatever, you know, and when I want to give somebody a remedy from that, I'll take maybe a one-ounce bottle, fill that with distilled water or spring water, and add one drop from that bowl of water I just did. Okay. Just a single drop, and then in, in what I just gave them, and then I tell them to take just one single drop of that. Oh, wow. Do you see how kind of gentle that action yeah. is of that plant? But yet it's very profound, and it really helps people to shift and helps people to, you know, make that move okay. whichever direction that they need to do. So is that what an essence is? It just, it, does it kind of leach out of the herb or? Yeah, yes, it, it does. It just leach out of the herb like that. It just infuses itself with that water okay. is what it does. I don't have the correct terminology. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. You can do the same thing with them. Um, I know a company that makes environmental essences. Okay. And one of my teachers actually, um, a Choctaw lady, she actually makes environmental essences okay. too, where you just leave it sit with the environment, and you in that environment, what is ever in there will be pulled into that essence. And it's amazing when you take that essence, you know what it does to you, and how mm-hmm. it just—it's a whole different way of medicine, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And then um, I just want to back up a little bit. You mentioned tinctures before. Uh, what exactly is that? A tincture is. Where you take that, there's what we call a menstruum. And a menstruum is whatever source or like base that we're going to use to extract the medicine from the plant. Like a glyceride is made with distilled water and vegetable glycerin. A tea is made with water. And that, that water is considered that menstruum to extract that medicine from okay. those herbs because you see the color transform and change. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the water of the, you know, will change color as it's infusing, the herbs are infusing into it. Right. And a tincture is made with alcohol. And so you take just your alcohol and cover it with the herb, and then you let that sit for a period of time. And then you press it out where you take, you know, the herb back out of it. But now your alcohol doesn't even smell like alcohol. It smells like the herb Oh wow! once you've taken that out. And I look at that. Tinctures are really strong. If I need something like for a fever, mm-hmm. you know, to bring it down now, I'll use a tincture. Um, I use tinctures, like I said, on a one-drop dose. Okay. You know, to, to treat emotion or treat spirit, things like that. Right. Um, but otherwise, I really don't, you know, I'm trying to think of some other impacts. Because it, because it has an alcohol base, it will go right to the bloodstream and okay. go right into the body. Sure. So, so I use those very specifically. Okay. You know, my favorites are the teas or the glycerides or the capsules, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. Because that's going to work more in a physical dose, in a physical base. Okay. Those other remedies are. Okay. And then I've also heard that plants can be used to ease the pain of withdrawal from addictive substances. Um, Is this along the lines of emotional healing or physical, or are we talking about both again here? I would say more. I mean, that's really not. It is traumatic to a point where it has crippled this person's lifestyle and crippled this person's life and spirit. Mm -hmm. But, um, yes, there's definitely herbs that can help, you know, shift that also. Okay. You know, and help them to heal. The biggest thing about healing, too, is a person has to want to. Right. 
You know, no matter if you're a drug addict or an alcoholic, gaming addiction is really bad right now. Okay, sure. I mean, that's affecting our children up to adults. Right. Um, but, you know, everything has, you have to look at the individuality. And that's what we do with every client. Okay. You know, they're not all grouped together as here's the statistics of this and this and this. Okay. Everybody has their own story. Sure. You sure. know, and that's what you have to address. And that's what, and, and the more you listen to a person, it's amazing how much, like a consultation with me is an hour and a half. Oh, wow. So it's a pretty long session and actually it can grow into two hours. I've had wow. people sit in here for three hours. Really? Yes. And because they just need, they need to vent, they need to talk, they need mm-hmm. to let this out. I remember this one lady, she was, you know, one thing I asked about was injuries and accidents, surgeries and all that stuff. Because surgery is even trauma. Even though it's planned, that body was cut open. Mm-hmm. And it still affects that individual. And I remember that. I remember one lady, after we sat in here for quite a while, she's like, comes up with all these different surgeries. And she's like, oh, my gosh, are we at 10? And I'm like, yes. And she goes, I forgot about that and forgot about that. Because over the course of the time, all these things were coming out. Mm-hmm. And then I could see the emotion that was affected right. with each one of those, too. So, right. so, you know, yes, there's herbs for that, too. But also, you don't always treat, like David Winston is an herbalist, too, out on the East Coast, He's a um, Cherokee herbalist, and he always says, don't treat the person, or I mean, excuse me, don't treat the disease, treat the person, because the person is who's holding this, Okay. you know, but do we want to really hold this? It's time to release it and let it go. Right. You know, things that happened 20, 30 years ago, if you're, you know, older than that, you know, it's like, it's time to let them go. Right. Time to make these changes and shifts, you know, within yourself. So there's kind of a process that the for lack of a better word, the patient, right? There's kind of a process they have to go through themselves then, huh? Well, to help them to understand what's going on, a lot of people don't even know that. They come in and it's like, I hurt or this or that, you know, something's going on. And then once they actually sit down and talk, you know, and I let them talk, but then there's many questions that I'm going to ask too. But it's amazing how things come out of them that they feel that they've forgotten about. Right. You know, and it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't think of that. And Wow, that started when that happened, you know, and I want them to realize that, you know, I've probably picked that up on that because in my head, I have this timeline going right. as they're talking. Okay. But then when they realize that, oh, wow, that happened, that everything happened or changed after that happened. Okay. Nice. Right, so let's go back and fix that then. Sure. So the consultation is a big part of it. Yes, I do follow up anywhere from like two weeks to three weeks out to a month, have them come back again, you know, sit down and see Especially, you know, I, I email them to find out, you know, how's that remedy working? Right. You know, because I want feedback. Like, is it working for you or is it not working for you? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes then we need to change up the herbs. Okay. You know, maybe even change up dosage. Okay. You know, and things like that, too. With trauma, though, um, I'll have them come back pretty, you know, frequent mm-hmm. to keep checking. It, it depends. Again, I shouldn't say that. Because I had a guy in here with um, some broken ribs fell on the ice. Mm-hmm. And I poulticed his ribs. And I sent along with him seven more poultices. I says, here, keep these on here every day. And so, you know, I never saw him back again. So it just depends. You know, somebody had um, a bad burn, you know, then, you know, because I make creams for burns. And so then I have them come back because I want to see the progression, you know, that everything is healing really good. Okay. So are all your products here, uh, do you make them all? Yes, everything is done right here. Cool. So I have a product line that I've developed over the years of my practice. Mm And, but when I do other things, you know, for clients, yes, everything is done right here. Yes, I have an apothecary in the back that's oh, packed cool. full of herbs. 
Cool. Um, now, I'm really new to this. Um, what is an apothecary? Do you want to see? Sure. Let's take a look. This is the apothecary. Okay. So, so it's kind of where you put everything together? This is all the jars of herbs. Yep. And she just made a batch of salve here. Okay. So, yes, this is where everything is done. These are tinctures over here. Okay. And then there's essences back over there. <laughs> wow. That's really cool that you make everything here. So everything is fresh then, right? Yes, yes. Everything, and everything, all of our herbs are certified organic herbs. Okay. Because we have to, I have to follow by the FDA good manufacturing practices. Mm -hmm. So we're up to speed with all that stuff. And I want it to be fresh. Right. You know, and I want to, I want what's in that jar that's in that jar. Mm -hmm. Not like, I don't know if you heard that study that was done like four years ago where some jars were taken into a lab or, you know, off just standard, you know, off the shelf type things. And there right. wasn't even herbs in the bottle. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like, how can people sleep with themselves at night, you know? Wow. But no, as an herbalist, you know, I'm trained into knowing the plants. I can take you out and show you these plants. Oh, cool. You know, and I can say, okay, this plant, we're going to use the roots. This plant, we're going to use the flowers or the leaves or something like that. You know, and I know how to dry them and formulate things. That's what an herbalist does. Okay. So for my clients, you know, well, even my product line, of course, you know, everything is my formulas, my recipes. Mm -hmm. So we know what to put in there to help, you know, get rid of inflammation or to help set a, reset a bone. You know, like dandelion root will help calcify a bone. Oh, really? <laughs> I've used that for um, hip problems with an animal and a person. <laughs> oh, wow. But, yeah, I treat animals, too. <laughs> Cool. So you treat pets and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Pets are, you know, they're living beings too. Mm -hmm. And they, yeah, they know the herbs. So are there ways like people could learn about uh, wild herbs and go collect them on their own? Or would you recommend that or not? Well, I have an apprenticeship program that I do. Oh, cool. To teach people how to do this. Oh. And it's a three-year program. And the first year, well, we go out and we go out with the plants all the time. But yeah, I could take them out to the woods or to the fields or to the prairies or down by the creek or the river and stuff like that mm -hmm. and show them the plants they can go out and do this themselves but like i said way at the beginning you know i started studying this on my own too and i got to a point was like i want to know what i'm doing is correct okay because sure. i looked at it as like you know this isn't something to really be taken lightly right because i mean you're dealing with people's lives you're dealing with their health yeah you know and what if you give them an herb that doesn't agree with them Okay. Or what if you think you know the plants out there, but you picked a poison plant? Oh. Because there are poisonous ones, too. Okay. So you need to know that. Like when I was taught, in the same way I taught, I teach my students, too, is I want you to have either three to five sources to identify that plant, to make sure it is the plant that you think it is. Okay. Because that's really important. And that's one thing that, you know, that I took very seriously in my training days. You know, because I was like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not messing around with people's lives. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm, I'm just, you know, I thought, no way, that's their health, you know. Right. And then I remember my first teacher, though, Rosemary Gladstar out in Vermont. She's like, oh, Bonnie, you're going to be a practitioner someday. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that, you know. <laughs> but I was, I just got absorbed into it. And so it is, you know, I think people need to be serious about it. You know, or, I mean, I think they need to take it seriously, you know, if they want to learn it. Right. Because, um, sure, you can go online and learn stuff. So you can go to a book and learn things. But I don't know. For myself, from my opinion, I like the hands-on thing. Mm -hmm. You know, and, like, I was taught from clinical herbalists. Right. You know, so, I mean, even Karen Sanders out in California, and you know, she's been, she has been taught herbal medicine. I want to say her grandmother pulled her aside at seven years old. 
Really? And said, this is what you're going to do. Another lady, Phyllis Light from Alabama, too, her grandparents pulled her aside, too. Oh, wow. You know, from Tiny on. Her grandfather, she's got some awesome ginseng stories down there. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, her grandfather pulled her aside, and it's like, this is your life. This is what you're going to do. Okay. You know, so that's so, so cool. And, and those are the people that taught me. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, I was honored, you know, just totally blessed to be taught by people like that. Right. So it's, it's something that, you know, if you want to learn it, you know, seek somebody that can help teach you that. Right. You know, I mean, if, but if, I mean, people, a lot of people can just, you know, want to just go to a book or go to the Internet and do stuff, mm-hmm. you know, which is fine, you know, however the people choose to do it or choose okay. to learn it, you know. But myself, you know, I had to, I had to have mentors out there. I had to know mm-hmm. what I was doing. Sure. Correct. Well, like you said, you've got people's lives in your hands, you know, that you're yeah. dealing with. So, um, so is that, would you recommend someone go to a professional really to, to start learning or to treat themselves or? Well, I was always too, ta- or I was always taught too not to treat yourself. even was an herbalist. Oh, really? You know, that I should not be treating myself. Don't okay. self, don't, don't self diagnose and don't treat myself. So if I have something going on with me, like last year, I got a really bad rash on my neck and I was like, what the heck is this? You know? And no, I went to one of my teachers, like, what is this? Oh. And she's like, poison ivy. I'm like, oh, come on, it's not poison ivy, <laughs> you know. But she gave me um, poison ivy in a homeopathic dose, and sure enough, cleared, really? it, cleared it right up. So, you know, it's even people, I mean, there's so much information out there on the Internet. And it's wonderful that we have that information and that we can sit down and research that information. But I think still, you know, you shouldn't self-diagnose yourself. Okay. Because what you read... And like I tell my students, when there's a thing called a materia medica, and that is a herbalist like um, physician's desk reference with all the medications. That's like an herbalist. You know, it's a book of all the. It's one that we compile on our own of the plants, mm-hmm. you know, and how to use them and what to, and and you know what, how to harvest them and what part to use and this. And that. It's a whole in-depth thing. But anyway. Like I told, I tell my students too, it's like when you go, when we were working with your materia medicas, because the first year students, I introduced them to that, you know, part of learning their training right away. And I said, I don't want you to go to the internet, but I will give them sites, so to speak. So I shouldn't say that totally. I will give them sites to go to mm-hmm. if they want to, to, you know, work with their materia medica or research because a materia medica is like research in a plant. Okay. Sure. And so, and I'll give them sites to go to, to research this plant because and other times when they'll come back, like the next class, you know, I'll say, okay, you had this plant, you know, I want them to read off what they researched. And I'll, sometimes I'll ask them, like, where did you get that information from? Because I'm not agreeing with that information. Uh-huh. And then they're like, well, I went to this website. And I says, well, what is this website? Did you research who wrote that on that website? Because right. we can believe everything we read on the Internet, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, it's, I think it's important, like I tell them, buy some books. You know, okay. then I give them a whole list of books, too, to buy, you know, that they can study with. Because these books are written by clinicians, they're written by, you know, practicing herbalists, mm-hmm. you know, where they've used the plants not only on themselves, you know, but with clients as well. So they know that plant, you know, interaction. Mm-hmm. There's many amazing books out there that I think a lot of people would flip out and not even realize that are out there on the, what do I want to say, the chemical makeups of plants. And what this plant is made of and consists of and what it does for the body okay. in a very medical standpoint. There's actually a book called Medical Herbalist. Okay. So it's written by a um, British herbalist. Okay. And that's an amazing book, too. 
Cool. So is that where, like, if someone had a budding interest in uh, in herbal medicine and they just wanted to, they were just curious, you know, didn't know if they wanted to go too deep into it, uh, is that where you'd recommend to start it with a book like that? or? Oh, not that book. <laughs> okay. That's kind of in-depth. That's a really advanced book, yeah. Okay. Um, no, if they wanted to start out, like, Rosemary Gladstart has a book out called, um, used to be called, oh, what is it? Now it's called Rosemary's Recipes. I can't remember the old version of it. and But Jethro Kloss is an herbalist that was born in Wisconsin back in the 30s, I want to say. No, no, no. He was born before that. He's got a book called Back to Eden. It's a wonderful book for beginners to start out with. Okay. There's um, another, was she Spanish? No, she was British too, I think. Juliet DeBarche-Levy has a bunch of books out. Um, like a, It's called um, Common Herbs for Common Health, or Common Herbs for Health, something like that. I haven't looked at these books for a while, so I'm sure. trying to remember their yeah. names. But I give people a whole list of books, and then I okay. give them plan, especially my first-year students. And my first-year students, they might not want to, like you say, go further in-depth with it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes maybe they just want to go just the first list of books, and okay. they've gone through, like our first year is six or seven sessions, I want to say. It's on Saturdays. Okay. And so they've been out to the woods. They've been out, you know, plant ID. And it's amazing, though, second year, though. Second year is a full weekend because we get more in-depth with um, diseases and things like that. And when we go out plant or we go out in our herb walks, you know, second year, I'll just stand there and I'll say to the students, okay, what is that? Mm-hmm. You know, and they're like scratching their head. Oh, I know that. I know that. So it takes more than just one year right. to remember these things, even with the third year. Like we just did a little quiz a couple of weeks ago with the third year students. I'm like, ah, you got- there's herbs in your cupboard. There's rosemary and ginger and thyme oh, yeah. and sage and cayenne. And all that stuff that's right in your cupboard, too, that's all medicine, too. Mm-hmm. So that's what, you know, it's, that blows people's minds when I do yeah. this class called Medicine in Your Cupboard. They're like, what? Like, yes, you're taking herbs every day when you're putting that cinnamon in your oatmeal. Right, right. <laughs> what would you say to someone who has doubts about herbal medicine but is thinking about trying it? Like, say they've run out of options with traditional medicine, but they're still having doubts. Uh, what would you say to them? Hmm, that's a loaded, well, it's a loaded question in a way. Because, you know, people have to, they have to work with, work with, connects with them. Okay, sure. You know, if, um, if our modern medicine, you know, if our, we call it allopathic medicine works, okay. but, you know, they've come to a standpoint with it or a standstill with it or something where nothing's working anymore. I've had a lot of people come into my office that it's like, well, this is my last resort, you know, and oh, and sure. I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> what's you know going on, whatever, you know, and but um, you know, and I've had people come in here, it's like, say that, it's like, you know, I'm ready to try anything, you know, we'll see if this works, and you know, some people I tell them it's like, well, it has to be the faith in your heart, okay, sure. you know, if if you don't have faith that this is going to work, how is this going to work, mm-hmm. you know, and the same thing with their physicians, they have to have faith in that physician. Right. You know, they have to connect with that physician because if you go there and, you know, you just don't get along, you know, how can how can anything really take effect? Right. You know, you have to be able to talk to the person, you know, that's a big that's a major part of a lot of things, okay. you know, that communication. Yeah. You know, so you're all on the same space, same page, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so when people come in here and, you know, it's like, well, I'm just ready to try this. We sit down and we do if they want to do a consult, we do a consult. And then when they leave, they're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't think it was going to be this in-depth. I'm like, well, we need to know everything that's going on with you. Mm-hmm. You know, why are you feeling this way or how did this happen? Right. You know, that's, that's a key element 
to figure that out. And sometimes it is important to have those blood workups done, though, okay. you know, or that MRI done or something like that, you know, because we need to see a little bit more in depth into the individual what's going on. Okay, sure. So it all goes hand. It does go hand in hand, and it can complement right. each other nicely. Okay. But when people. You know, like, well, okay, back to trauma, what this was about. Mm. I had a guy approach me, this is a few years ago. He um, was unloading his, his um, riding lawnmower from the back of his truck, mm-hmm. and a ramp slipped. And so he fell off the lawnmower, of course, and the lawnmower fell on top of him. Ooh. And so he managed to wiggle himself out from underneath. And then I said, tomorrow, or before you go to bed, put some more on, put some more on tomorrow morning. And I says, and come back tomorrow, and let me see how you're doing and I said, maybe I can talk you into an x-ray to make sure your spine is okay. Right. I said, you could have a fractured disc or something in there. And he's like, I'll just use this. So there, he, this guy was skeptic, but yet he was, he was in pain. He needed to do something. Mm-hmm. Luckily, he did not break anything. You know, his disc and his spinal column was fine. He came back the next morning swinging his arms around. Really? And he says, that is some magic juice. I renamed my massage oil my magic, magic juice, juice after that. <laughs> but that was a guy where, you know, he just wasn't going the medical route, mm-hmm. you know. And when his neighbor mentioned the herbs, he's like, oh, psh, what, you know, but he wanted to do something. Right. He was desperate. Okay. And being that he did it right away, right. that's what made the difference. Okay. Because when he used those herbs right away like that, you know, it took that, it took that trauma right back out. You know, so it didn't have a chance to set in there, you know, to stiffen those muscles. You know, I mean, they were just knotted right up right. from the impact of a lawnmower laying on you. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, yeah, that's a good trauma story, too, for okay. the skeptic. <laughs> right, right. Well, it sounds like you have to be kind of open to the healing process no matter what that process is. Then. You do. You do. I have another guy that I remember came in here. This was an elderly couple, and his wife had cancer. You know, and it was it was where it was a stage four, and it was pretty bad. And and I just saw the love between these two person was just so magical. It was just beautiful. And you know, I'm talking to her, and I says, "You don't want to be here." And she's like, "No." And I says, "Why are you?" And she goes, "He dragged me." And he point, she pointed to her husband. And I said, "I can just feel the love between you two, and it's just so beautiful." And I said to him, "I says, but you have to respect her wishes." You know, if she doesn't want to do this, you can't force her to do this. Right. You know, and he just thanked me, and they walked off. Huh. But, wow, this was just a beautiful couple. Man. They were probably in their 70s, if not 80s. Okay. It was pretty cool. Wow, wow. So you treat all kinds of stuff here. Um, if someone wanted to learn more about Simply Be Natural or, uh, or anything you do here, do you have a website or anything like that people could go to to learn more and stop in? Yeah, simplybenatural.com. Yeah. Okay. So it's got my products on there, and it's got my apprenticeship on there. And I think basically that's pretty much it. You know, it's got the classes, I think, listed on there, too. But Oh, cool. So that's a perfect resource. Yeah, it is. And there's a bio page, too. Kind of gives a little bit more background about myself and my journey into this way of medicine. Okay, cool. So if anyone's out there wants to learn more, go to simplybenatural.com. Okay, great. I've been here with Bonnie Krako. And she's a clinical herbalist here at Simply Be Natural. And uh, thanks so much for being on the show today, Bonnie. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a great time. Thanks again to Bonnie Krako for joining us today on Culture Click. More information about Bonnie and Simply Be Natural can be found at simplybenatural.com. To stream today's show or any other episode of Culture Click, go to kqal.org and look for program archives under the media tab. 
I'm Bill Stoneberg, and we've just heard from clinical herbalist Bonnie Krako on Culture Click. Creating cultural awareness and understanding. You've been listening to Culture Click. Support for Culture Click is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Culture Click is produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. For more information, look us up on the web at kqal.org. And thanks for listening to Culture Click. Do you want to know about all things Winona and the surrounding area? Tune in to Culture Click Thursdays at 1230 right here on 89.5 KQAL. Culture Click is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.